0: hello 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 everybody kdc here kdc movement back again with another episode want to talk about today when jesus is on the scene want to talk about when jesus is on the scene now before we begin let's look at the definition of the word "scene," and it's defined as the place of an occurrence or action something happens when Jesus shows up in your situation when he shows himself mighty in your life One of my favorite scriptures, Psalms 24, verses 8 through 10. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. And this is, as I stated, one of my favorite scriptures, talking about the Lord strong and mighty. When Jesus is on the scene in our lives, it's nothing like it. it. It's nothing like when his presence Comes about, you know, when God is on the scene, there's a shift that begins to take place in the atmosphere. There's a phrase that I've often heard stated in church the Blesser is here. Now, the Blesser, of course, being God, but the ultimate excitement of when God shows up is He doesn't come empty handed. When God shows up, healing begins to take place. Deliverance takes place, hearts are mended, restoration takes place. When God shows up, He begins to dispatch His glory. He He renders peace in the mind. He gives us joy in our spirit where there's sorrow. When God shows up on the scene, the enemy can't stand and be effective. He has the flea. He has no authority. He has no power. When God shows up on the scene. Let's call on Moses. Mm -hmm. Over in Exodus 14 verses 15 through 29. When he was leaving the children of Israel out of captivity. And Pharaoh. Who had agreed to let them go. Changed his. Mind, but glory be unto God who told Moses to stretch forth his rod to part the Red Sea. Or, how about the story of Hannah and Paniah over in First Samuel 1, verses 2 through 20, which talks about how Elkani had two wives, Hannah and Paniah. Hannah being the one that was barren, often taunted and provoked by Paniah, but one day Hannah got on her face, and she began to cry out to God to allow her to conceive. And if you look down in verse 20, God did just that. And she bore Echanai Samuel. How about the three Hebrew boys over in Daniel 3 verses 15 through 25 when they were thrown in the fiery furnace? Yet they were not consumed. Better yet. The king said that he even noticed a fourth person in the fire with them. Let's look at Daniel himself over in Daniel 6 verses 16 through 26. When he was thrown into the lion's den, because he went against the king's decree and continued to pray unto God. To the king's dismay, God showed up and closed the lion's mouth. Look at Elijah and the prophets of Baal over in 1 Kings 18 verses 20 through 39. God showed himself to be the one true God and released his fire to consume the altar that was prepared for him. When Jesus is on the scene. Now let's look ahead to the New Testament. When Jesus began to walk in the earth. After. In Matthew where it talks about Mary conceived and him and Joseph had Jesus. When he walked the earth, as it talks about for 33 years, let's look at the New Testament. When the people were able to literally physically see Jesus be God and God alone. Now, there were several scripture references of how healing, deliverance, and miracles took place when Jesus was on the scene. Let's look at Matthew. Matthew 8 and 23, verse 27, when Jesus says, Peace, be still to the storm. Over in Matthew 20, verses 29 to 34, when Jesus healed the two blind men. How about over in Mark chapter 1, verse 29 through 31, when Jesus heals Paul's mother-in-law. Or jumping down, it's still in Mark chapter 1, verses 32 to 34, where it says many were healed. There were some sick, there were some lame, but many were healed. Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45, where Jesus healed the leper. Mark 2, verses 1 through 12, where Jesus healed a man that was paralyzed. Mark chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, where Jesus heals the man with the withered hand. Mark chapter 5, 1 through 13, where Jesus heals a possessed man. Mark chapter 6, verses 53 through 56, where again it says many are healed. Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 36, where Jesus heals the man who is deaf and mute. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52, where Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. Let's look over in Luke. Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, where Jesus heals the centurion's servant. Still in chapter 7, jumping down to verses 11 through 15, where Jesus heals the widow's son. Look over in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48, where Jesus heals the woman with the issue of blood. Or in verse 49 through 56, where Jesus brings the little girl back to life. Luke chapter 9, verses 10 through 17, where Jesus feeds the 5,000 with just two fish and five loaves of bread. Luke 9, 37 through 42, where Jesus heals the little boy. Let's look over in John. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, where Jesus turns water into wine. John chapter 4, verses 46 through 50, where Jesus heals the The nobleman's son. John chapter 5 verses 5 through 9. Where Jesus heals the man at the pool. John chapter 11 verses 38 through 44. Where Jesus raises. Again it's another reference. Where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. When Jesus is on the scene. I, I can't speak. Or anybody else. But I get excited. Anytime. That God comes on the scene. I get excited. Because it's not about. What he does. It's not about what God can do. But it's about the deity. Of him. Him being God. All by himself. And God alone. Hmm. He said that he is. Alpha. Alpha. And Omega. The beginning and the end. Then he goes on to say that he is the I am. There is none like him and none can compare. But Sean Mitchell wrote a song that says. Nobody greater than you. Searched all over. Couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. He's God all by himself. And I thank him he's holy, he's all-knowing, all-powerful, and if he doesn't do it, just the fact that I know that he can do, yet and still he's able. When Jesus is on the scene, I I know that there's never a time where I will be disappointed. It, It may not always be what I want, but it's right on time for what i need that that that's when he comes on the scene and excuse me i i am extremely excited when when i think about this god woke me up early this morning around 6:30 dealing with me on when he comes on the scene see There could be chaos and discord, confusion and malice. Trouble on every hand. But when Jesus comes on the scene, you cannot expect the situation to remain the same. When when he comes on the scene, when Jesus comes on the scene, he begins to shift things around. He begins to turn it and he begins to flip it and he begins to break Foul ground. Tear down every stronghold. When he comes on the scene. I, I know that every dark area in my life will become light. When he comes on the scene. I know that every heartache. He'll give me peace. He'll give me joy in the midst of my sorrow. I I, I know that everything that I'm worrying about. That's got me stressing that when he comes on the scene, I'll have peace like a river. Peace that surpasses all understanding. When, when he comes on the scene, that, that situation, that marriage, that relationship, I know that it's already taken care of. When when, when he comes on the scene, when he arrives on the scene, I I know that my body is healed because he told me in his word, I am the God that healeth thee. When he comes on the scene, my God today, My, my, my mind is regulated because he told me he that keepeth his mind on thee, he will keep them at perfect peace. When Jesus arrives on the scene. Everything. That was going on. I, I don't care if it's trouble in the home. Trouble with your children. God can shift it. And he can fix that thing. Better than anybody else, better than we could ever do it when he comes on the scene. Him being all powerful, holding all power in his hands. He said, there is nothing too hard for me. Then he goes on to tell us that what's impossible for man is possible for God. He can do it. There's an old song that says God specializes in things impossible. He can do what no other power can do. God, I thank you for coming on the scene. When I was ready to give up, God, I thank you for reminding me that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. When there was sickness trying to take over in my body. God, I thank you for stating it in your word that by your stripes, I am healed. God, I thank you when I couldn't see my way that you told me in your word that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver us out of them all. Then you even gave us a bonus. You said that the weapons. That are formed. That they won't prosper. God I thank you for being God all by yourself. Even when you paid the ultimate sacrifice. At Calvary. And you, you gave your life. For mine. For mine. For my life. God, even in my mess. God, you gave your life for me. You came on the scene for me. When I didn't deserve it, I was a wretch undone. Wasn't fit to live. Wasn't ready to die. God, you loved me enough that you showed up. And you laid your life down. You allowed them to lie on you. You allowed them to spit on you. God, you allowed them to beat you for me. God, I thank you for showing up and being God all by yourself. When Jesus comes on the scene.